0: I do not buy dreams. I sell them. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the click and Take Podcast. I'm your host, Fred. And with me tonight is Bridget. And babe, it feels like we're kind of off schedule a little bit.
1: What? What do, you, what do you mean we're off schedule?
0: You know, I was on trying to build this consistency of dropping every thursday night you know so people could get it either super late thursday night if you're a night out but definitely have it by friday morning first thing and you know i've kind of been off my game now not one to make excuses but there's a good reason you know thankfully i've been a lot busier but i need to do better with my time management i'm, I'm you know i feel like i've and honestly, let's be uh. real. When it comes to me like slacking on the podcast, usually I'm like in my feelings about something. I'm not trusting the process. Uh,
1: typically, but also, I mean, we've had a lot of different things going on. We've been out of town. We've had company mm-hmm. here staying with us. Um, I've been sleeping all the time, so you don't have anywhere to record your podcast. So I think there's a couple other... Um, factors in it I don't I wouldn't say you're just slacking
0: true and granted I don't even think we've mentioned it on here yet I think the last time Mm -hmm. you and I did an episode it was before we were ready for the news to break yeah we are expecting child number three which is we are phenomenal and the fact that you're awake and it's like nine (laughs) o'clock is an aberration as well because that doesn't happen
1: quite the accomplishment especially this week
0: (laughs) but yeah so you know it just feels like You know, everything we can just to kind of keep things running smoothly. Even tonight, we're kind of doing child handoffs, and Kaylee's coming with me while I finish up some work, and you're taking Sean to dance class, and so. It's just a wild dynamic right now.
1: The crazy get crazier with adding three.
0: I know. I know. But, you know, it's great to uh, thank you for making the time. Thank yeah. You for staying awake.
1: No problem. <laughs> no problem. I am still awake. So you get me for maybe about 20 minutes.
0: <laughs> Perfect. Well, I don't want to waste a second. <laughs> you know, what I really wanted to talk about tonight, and I kind of just shot this idea at you because about 20 minutes ago when you asked me if I wanted to do a podcast, I had no idea of what to talk about. And then I thought about this conversation that I'm really interested in having because it feels like, at least amongst our social group, we're all kind of at a crux in regards to what we want to do with the rest of our lives. And usually what brings about these questions are milestones or checkpoints and, you know, friends are getting married and, you know, obviously us expecting our... You know, our next child, and we had friends recently who just had their first child, and you know, there's just so much change going on. Not to mention the milestone of people crossing this threshold of 30 years old. Um, it's a painful one. It's it's really not. no, it's, no, it's <laughs> not. But it's not. I,
1: but I think I mean when you say people are at this crossroads, like I'm not sure that 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 crossroads ever goes away. I'm not sure I'm any more sure of my career now than I was at 24.
0: <laughs> right. Is you know, there a certain like, sense of comfort of, of climbing that corporate structure that you feel um, that you have?
1: Um, I think the good thing about my job that I have now is I can do my work and I enjoy my work. Um, but I can leave when I I can leave and I can be done at the end of the day and I can leave it where it's at and revisit it in the morning. And, you know, that's not all the time, but um, prior to what I'm doing now, I used to be a teacher. And one of the more draining things about being a teacher is you take so much home with you, not only physically, like work wise to finish after hours because there's not enough time in the day and you're always chasing, you know, 20 little kids around, um, and making sure that everybody's good. But on top of that, you have the emotional part of, of their needs. You're almost another, um, important figure in their life, raising them and molding them into who they are. And I dealt with, a a lot of kids in, um, really high needs areas and kids in foster care and, and English as a second language. And so, so the kids that I taught were very high needs. So when I left there, I never really turned my brain off of my work um, so the good thing and the thing that I like now is that I have a little bit of more of separation that when I leave the office for the day I can focus on my kids and focus on my my family and uh, my life outside of work
0: what pressures do you face in the workplace now
1: um, I think a lot of the pressures that I face in the workplace are probably self-imposed pressures more so than anything. Okay. I think that I put a lot of pressure on myself as a working mom. Um, I'm the only one in my office that has young children, and so... um for example leaving work early <clears throat> to take somebody to um, swim practice or dance or um, say they're sick or I need to volunteer in the classroom like those are all typical like parent things that you have to do with young children and uh, and I'm the only one in my office that currently has young children most of uh, my co-workers have children that are now out of the house um, so so I think I, I kind of always want to be looked at the same as all my other coworkers, workers um, but I think also sometimes am, and my expectations for myself should be the same as my co-workers, but at some point in time they have to be a little bit different. Like, I, I feel bad when I don't give enough to work because I'm doing things for my kids, and vice versa. I feel bad if I'm not giving things enough. I don't feel like I'm giving enough to my kids because I'm at work, and it's just this constant... Um, battle for me, I think, internally back and forth, being a working mom in a corporate world.
0: And I wonder that because I know that there's always going to be elements of give and take. There's going to be some days where it feels like your focus is leaning heavily towards one aspect of your life versus the other, but they tend to correct themselves. They tend to auto-correct themselves. And what I will say that you do a great job of is when it's the weekend, I mean, it's, it's family time. Oh, yeah. And and you do a really good job of of shutting out that aspect of your life um, in a way that doesn't make you negligent, but allows for you to be extremely present with the kids.
1: Well, and I think part of that, too, then is, you know, in being a working parent. And I mean, I know that this you're a working parent, too, but, um, you know, you say the weekends and the weekends, I feel like, is my only chance to really spend significant time with my kids because they're little. So when I get home from work, it's dinner, bath, and bedtime, but on the weekends, it's it's our chance to actually spend time and play and, and do kid things, um, but then I think at times, I feel like I'm not doing my part in keeping the house in order, because I prioritize fun kid stuff over household stuff sometimes, because I feel like it's more important, frankly, that I'm there for the kids and present, and the other stuff can wait. Um, And sometimes that's hard, too, because I don't like living in chaos or mess. And at some point in time, you know, you do a great job of picking up slack where I leave it a lot of times. And, um, you know, like you, for instance, you do the laundry every week. Like, I don't do the laundry every week, you know, but I have other things that I do and grocery shopping and things like that. So, um, you know, we had we had a guest this weekend with us and saturday morning came and i hadn't been to the grocery store yet because i have been like you like we said so tired after work um and having two young kids and just hadn't thought of it so i woke up saturday morning i didn't have anything for breakfast that is so not me because for our kids i can give them cereal and it's fine but mm-hmm. how do i look at you know 35 year old guests you know your cousin and say hey uh you want a bowl of fruit loops for breakfast <laughs> so I you know ran to the grocery store picked up some eggs and some sausage and some fruit and you know English muffins whatever and made breakfast but I kind of I kind of looked at him and said I was going to make eggs and I realized we didn't have any eggs and then I thought I'd make bacon and we don't have any of that either so I'll be right back and he kind of looked at me and smirked but I was like well this is real life right don't
0: now <laughs> minded, which by the way shout out Daryl for everybody who's <laughs> listening the intro the I Do Not Sell Dreams I what is it I do not buy dreams. I what? My, you don't
1: even know the intro? I don't even
0: know my own intro. Oh. Intro. It's actually <laughs> produced by my cousin, Daryl. So, intro and outro. That is the man <laughs> behind the music. Who was here uh, this past weekend, which yeah. it was long overdue a visit. It was. Extremely it was, great to see him. It was great. But he wouldn't have cared about their breakfast. I think he was just happy to get a good night's sleep because he's here the Well,
1: I mean, if I wasn't <laughs> doing it just because of it. I mean, we had to eat. <laughs> we had to eat, too. So, you know, I didn't want to eat Froot Loops for the whole weekend. But, like I said, you know, that just when I say things kind of fall sometimes, it's like things like that where Saturday morning at 8.30 in the morning, I'm going to run to the grocery store now because I haven't done it all week.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So. And you know, as I was hearing you talk about your work-life balance and, you know, how you try to, you know, manage your time during the week and then how you're able to flip the switch over the course of the weekend and then how you are able to prioritize what you view view to be most important. You know, as I've now gotten back into... The workforce after this back injury, and now I'm, in essence, in business for myself, but part of a team mm-hmm. working in real estate. You know what I love about this career field is that it works towards, you know, my strengths of being able to pick up and put down things interchangeably throughout the course of a day. Mm-hmm. I. I don't thrive well in an 8.30 to 5.30 structure of work, but if you say, I got to knock out X amount of things during this time of the day, and then I can be able to pick it back up you know, later in the day once I handle my obligations with the kids or around here, um, I think it's trying to find whatever you feel works best for you. And You know, I was warned that when I jumped back into it after being out of it for so long is there's this tendency to feel the need to be pedaled down the entire time Mm -hmm. and go zero to 100. And in doing so, you know, there's times where I feel like certain things hit my blind spots that didn't before. You know, for example, as you woke up Saturday morning about breakfast, I was just thinking to myself, how did I forget about that? because for me I've gotten used to just being the catch-all because I'm constantly wearing different hats at different points in time throughout the day. And so I think there's that point Yeah, but in time. but
1: it's not your responsibility to pick up the things I forget, which is a lot, frankly. <laughs> I,
0: yeah. You said
1: it. I mean, I, I do. <laughs> no, I'm not I mean, I'm not the most organized. I don't I I mean, at work I live by a to-do list, but in my like everyday life I don't. Yeah. Until I'm like, oh my god, we have nothing for dinner, <laughs> like, you know, things like that. Um, yeah. you know, so which is probably on the to do list for tomorrow. Frankly, <laughs> yeah.
0: Which <laughs> funny story? You took my car Sunday to a photo shoot after I had gotten back from an art install. Oh. Shout out to our good friends at Mad and Teresa Studios. They're awesome. And you know, you were like, oh, I was gonna get gas. I forgot my wallet. No, no! Whoa!
1: Wait! I did go get gas. I pulled into the gas station, parked the car, grabbed my purse, got out of the car. No wallet. No wallet in my purse. So, (laughs) good thing I made it home. It was a little dicey.
0: Yes, let's talk about (laughs) you making it home because when you went to go do bedtime after dinner, I said, "All right, well, I'll take care of the gas. Let me go ahead and run the car up to the gas station." (laughs) So I hop in my car, turn it on, and you know when it gives you that warning? It says
1: zero miles to empty, doesn't it? it I was like, "Fred's
0: going to kill me." Zero <laughs> miles until empty, and I just looked and I said, "Is there something wrong with my car? Why is it <laughs> zero miles?" No,
1: but that's like that's how they get you. I'm telling Ooh, you, <laughs> like the cars, cool. the cars. I hate putting gas in my car. I don't know why. I like play this game. Like, how far can I push it on E? We've talked about and this. And I can get back and forth to work. Like, if my light comes on on my way home from work, I can get to and from work the next day and to work the day after that. And then I can't remember if I've tried to come back again. I mean, but I get... I've never run out of gas. This
0: isn't Oregon Trail. <laughs> no, but <all> I'm saying... <laughs> Just get some damn gas. I'm
1: saying it's like, look, your car says zero miles, and it's still running. It's like, psych... <laughs> like, really? Like, so it's like, like, does it go negative after that? Does it just stay on zero? Like, how far after zero miles to empty until you're actually empty? Do so you are think? you
0: saying there is a conspiracy <laughs> to have us race to no, the gas station? No, I
1: think they do that so that you don't run out of gas. I think they're just trying to be like good people. These people that make these cars yeah. are like, let's say zero miles to empty, but they still have thirty miles left.
0: What? So, this so is the I... hill you want to die on. <laughs> this is the hill. The hill that empty doesn't mean empty. It means, no, you got 30 more gas. Don't you
1: ever wonder? You're on zero to E. No. So, like, when no. are you actually on
0: E? Usually, I just say, wow, I'm low on gas. Let me get more. <sighs> I've
1: never run out of gas.
0: And listen, I push it. We just did coming back from DC. I did not want to stop for gas on our joy dro- on our drive back and then I did so about ten miles.
1: I was gonna away tell you about house. the zero to E thing too, and I was like, Fred's gonna if I told you and we're like fifteen we're like five miles from our house and it says zero miles to E
0: Here's the deal. Are Bridget. you would
1: you try to get home?
0: Bridget. You can take those chances <laughs> when you are driving by yourself.
1: I know, but you know what I realized too. Probably not the best chances to take, pregnant or with small children. Man, or can <laughs> <But> you imagine? <laughs> but I really, I've, ne- I've never run out of gas. Good for you. I do take pictures sometimes of my little level thing on the E, where it's like below the E on red, and I send it to Teresa, and I'm like do you think I'm going to make it? And she's like, oh, dear Lord, don't tell Fred you went this far again.
0: So I, I feel like <laughs> this should be, you know, we'll speak things to exi- into existence. The perfect show for you to test drive new vehicles and see how far beyond E until that vehicle goes completely empty.
1: Only if I know that. And
0: then that's how we can be part of the review and we could. Can- Film it, <laughs> test these.
1: Well, now you put it onto the universe. Somebody else is probably already doing it. Oh,
0: but, so you work in the industry.
1: But I would need to know that somebody's going to come and get me when I run out of gas. There no. lies the problem. No. <laughs> You're and just going to leave. you naked and afraid, <laughs> no. and you have to figure out. <laughs>
0: How to get where you are oh, in the state God. of North Carolina oh, God. back home. The
1: worst is when it's, like, low on E and my phone is also blinking, like, like, oh,
0: like on E and at 1% like we titled the t- episode two, three weeks ago. Like,
1: low battery on my phone and yeah. on the car. Oh, wow.
0: If only you had a charger and lived in civilization.
1: <laughs> I don't have a car charger. Where they have electric. No, but my car there. is old. It only has, like, a cigarette lighter, and sometimes it works, and sometimes it doesn't.
0: You work in an office. <laughs> where there mini plugs
1: No, I mean, I'll charge it. At the, uh, well, more often. I brought a charger to work now. I do have do one. You? I do finally have one at my awesome. desk. So that's good.
0: That's changed your life.
1: <laughs> it's different. A little bit.
0: A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit.
1: <laughs> at least my phone will make it through the day now. Oh, my god. So, well, you know, okay. Well, so you can't live on the edge like me.
0: I, well, I did last Friday. <laughs> I had a showing in Sanford, North Carolina. Uh, beautiful Sanford, North Carolina. And, you know, shout out, because these are some really awesome clients of mine. So, by no means, this isn't at all a representation of them or reaction to them. Um, But this is more about situational awareness, since I feel like we're on this topic right now.
1: I'm pretty aware.
0: Sure. And (laughs) so, you know, I get to this showing, and, you know, obviously, it's still quote-unquote winter here in north carolina we actually had one day of it uh but now i'm speaking to the very next day when 80 <laughs> percent of the snow had melted and we were back in the low 50s
1: what does the weather have anything to do with this story
0: because in the winter it gets darker a little bit. <laughs> oh, earlier. Okay, oh, oh, oh god.
1: Okay. So we
0: had oh I'm sorry, am I boring?
1: <laughs> no. Okay, come on. A blanket.
0: So we have <laughs> this showing at six o'clock, right? Sundown is about six thirty. Client called me, hey, running late, no problem at all, right? And so as I approach this property that's supposed to be vacant, there's two vehicles in the driveway, right? Now granted I didn't even think about this until I started recanting the story they could have been viewing the property just like I was viewing yeah
1: the didn't can't you look on the thing
0: but here's the deal they leave my tour officially starts I'm clearly there before my client I figure I have 20 minutes at least Sun's still out let me look through the property myself right so there's a trailer park next to it this a the property the acreage on this property was a little north of two acres. And so, as I'm walking the property, and the sun's going down, it really starts to hit that I'm at an abandoned house on two acres. The sun's going down. Nobody could hear you scream. No cell phone service. (laughs) I don't know much at all about this area that I'm in. And my paranoia starts to set in. No kidding. Now, unlike you, I'm prepared for these things. (laughs) Okay. So, I have a little weaponry. And by weaponry, I mean a box cutter and a BB gun.
1: (laughs) That doesn't work.
0: That didn't have the (laughs) cartridge, but it still looked menacing from afar. (sighs) And so I approached the front door because I'm like, all right, let me go ahead and knock the inside out before the sun goes completely down. And there is, by the way, no power to this residence at all. And as I approach, approach the front door, just give a slight push on it and it opens up. And it has like one of those creeks. Like, okay,
1: but how do you know the people that were there before you didn't like leave it open for you because they nah, saw you they there? Sh- you,
0: sh- you shouldn't do that. I'm not saying you should. Oh,
1: well, okay, I'm ju- but I'm just saying. You know I-, I mean, saying? but they could have. Nah, they could have just nah. been friendly.
0: Nah, that's not being friendly because that makes them liable in case something happens. And I
1: mean, welcome to the South. Maybe they were just trying to be real a good a CYA. neighbor. CYA
0: everything is CYA in real estate so anyway push the door open hear this loud long creak right Ooh. Yeah. And so here's the deal. I like scary stuff, but I don't feel the need to face scary stuff.
1: You like to see scary stuff. You don't need
0: to see it in person. Yeah. I don't want to live it. <laughs> yeah.
1: You uh-huh. know what I'm
0: saying? Like, I really you don't need to become a scary my- movie. I need to keep myself off a of Dateline. I need <laughs> to keep myself off of all okay. these shows. Okay. And so, you know, uh, from there, I decided to back up quickly, go down the stairs quickly and then do a quick like once around the property and then why I, uh,
1: why you did you right? have to go around the property again well
0: i still wanted to feel like i was doing my job man <laughs> but like, you were scared super <laughs> super
1: scared, scared. <laughs> and then i
0: got back in my car i moved my car to the trailer park which first of all if a brother in the south is moving his car to the trailer park for safety <laughs> That's the first indication that maybe we just shouldn't be chilling down here, right? So, you know, all's well that ends well, including me leaving and never getting a chance to see my client because they were late and I had to roll. So, you know, what can I say? But situational awareness, how would you have handled that situation? How does Bridget on E and 1% handle that situation go?
1: If I'm on E and on 1%, I would, first of all, I would not be on E in Sanford. Are you sure? I'm 100% sure. You live sure.
0: life on the edge, you just said.
1: Yeah, but Sanford, I don't know where anything is. Yeah. So, like, at least in Raleigh, I know approximately the mileage between here and my office. I know where most of the gas stations are. Like, I know how far I would have to walk if I ran out of gas. <laughs> Sanford is like, if you run out of gas in Sanford, and you're on a back road, like, you could be walking... like 10 miles it's not that deep (laughs) I I mean it just seems like basically the Sahara Desert (laughs) like (laughs) I just say like Sanford I don't want to run out of gas there (laughs) so I wouldn't be on E my phone might be dead. I probably wouldn't have service. So, but if I didn't have service, I could at least use a little bit of power on my flashlight. I would have brought a flashlight. I don't know why you didn't bring a flashlight. I have my
0: phone. That's the flashlight.
1: But is it on? But are you running out of battery?
0: Am I ever running out of
1: battery? No, no. So I guess I would have also <laughs> had a flashlight. Okay. And I would have said, "Hello! Hello in there." I'm
0: sure. I bet you would have Probably
1: not. I probably would have gone back to my car and locked myself in the car. Yeah. Until my client showed up or not. And then and, I would have left.
0: And I got to freak out my coworkers because I sent them a text.
1: Yeah, know, but the what, problem is your texts weren't going through.
0: Yeah, so I sent them a text like, hey, just so you know, clients running late at this vacant property where the front door was propped open. There were people already here when I first arrived. They left upon me approaching Did you the think property.
1: the people were trying to get you?
0: No, not at all, man. Not at all. No, I never, like, feared for my life. I'm not trying to put that extra on it, hmm. you know? I'm just
1: curious. Like, did you think that they were setting a trap for you?
0: But you know when you, like, you start to, your mind starts to play tricks on you. Yeah, and you that's start why thinking, I can't like, watch
1: scary I'm movies like, at night.
0: I'm like, I bet they just circled the block. Like, they might just come back. You are the
1: most paranoid like, person, they're though, waiting for, for me to
0: go into the house so then they could like, swoop back in onto the property.
1: And do what? I don't know. Take like, you with? Know
0: take me yeah take me taken <laughs> taken <in. laughs> yeah you,
1: you're <laughs> a little next. bit harder to take than most
0: <laughs> Man, you take it so i'm a bad bargaining trip. i don't think the cops are going all out to find
1: me i don't know that that's true
0: i don't know either
1: <laughs> so i don't
0: know either so what do we have before we get out of here we got our friend making their comedic debut tomorrow i can't Night.
1: wait I can't wait for that.
0: Our friend and everybody's friend, Teresa Porter.
1: My friend, Teresa.
0: Who is going to be hitting the stage, which is... She's
1: been taking comedy classes for like six weeks. And so she's doing her stand-up tomorrow night uh, by invite only. So we got a babysitter coming for the kids, and you and I are going to...
0: So what is like this, by, hold on, I didn't, I didn't know that caveat, by invite only. So it's this just is like the people that have been crowd. taking
1: the class are doing the show tomorrow. So it's like... The sh- the class started off fairly large I think and they've had like 5 people drop the class maybe. Oh. So it's like about a s- to say cuts. No, they've dropped the class so um so now I think there's like 5 of them maybe. But it's all the people that they invite to come see the show. Gotcha. So it's just the- it's just their classes like expo, I guess is what is that what you call it?
0: That makes sense.
1: So, anyways, so, it should be good.
0: Is this clean? Do we know if it's customing? Oh no, I don't and...
1: think so. I know one of the, one of the uh, one of the people in the class. I guess the instructor had to tell him to stop telling racist jokes because it makes everybody uncomfortable. What? So
0: <laughs> <laughs> brace yourself. <laughs> oh god, should be in that guy? Well, Poor the gal.
1: instructors. I guess the instructor's a black guy, and the guy making jokes is some white guy, and the instructor was like, "Man."
0: He was just trying to get that off. He's not a comedian. He was just trying to get some stuff like, off his
1: chest. I don't know. He's like, man, you just look like a racist. And Now you <laughs> just sound like a racist. He's like, what do you mean I look like a racist? And he's like, I mean...
0: <laughs> I mean, do I need to Google, Google the Aryan Brotherhood? Yeah. So, <laughs> no, I feel
1: you. So, um, I anyway, feel so you. it should be interesting at least. So,
0: I'm well, excited. Well, dope. I'm looking forward to it, too. Maybe, well, I don't know. T was just on here, but... I'm gonna be getting the comedian Teresa Porter on here because we already got, you know, in focus with my ch- my friend Teresa Studios. So now let's you know put up or put our comedian hat on. But before we get out of here, I do want to do because I got to do a better job of promoting stuff, right? So the Douglas Realty Group will be hosting a sip and stamp monthly card making and wine event. It'll be February 27th, followed up by March 26th, as well as April 30th, uh, hosted by Millie Janfren, who... Oh. Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm sure. Okay. You, of my team. You, made super
1: a, dope. you made a face like you weren't sure if that's how you said her last name.
0: Well, I'ma tell you why. <laughs> because when she first started coaching me, I <laughs> definitely knew I was like, Oh yeah, she's got a German last name. I don't so think I that's made German. It, well no, she's German. I guess the last name's not German, but because I said in my head, Oh, it's a German last name, I had her in my phone as Millie Janavranovich. <laughs> 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 I was like, What? <laughs>
1: So wait a second. You made up a last name.
0: <laughs> made up a last name. I knew it started with a J and had an N and an R and that thing. And well, so now
1: you had to think about if it was the made-up last name or the <laughs> real last yeah. name. Did you tell her you made up her last name?
0: Nope. And I oh God. she sure will hear this, but it's all good. That's funny. Uh, yeah. So Millie Jan. <laughs> We're going to be hosting the Sip and Stamp at 107 West Chatham Street, Downtown Cary, North Carolina, zip code 27511. Check that event out on Facebook and make sure you RSVP.
1: What else we got? <sighs>
0: man hopefully some sleep
1: (laughs) well i know i am i mean what else though anything else at work wise that you need to put i mean if y'all haven't already been check out fred's um realtor page
0: for sure for sure and And thank you let me definitely take this time to say thank you i don't know if i talked about it enough which if i got a question that then answer is no i did not um i recently completed our sock drive for our friends in need that we partnered with the raleigh rescue mission and I mean, we began this event on the 1st of February and ran it through February 15th. And initially, my goal was just to raise a hundred pairs of socks. And by the conclusion of week one, we were sitting at 233 pairs of socks, one pair of gloves, which I never forget. Mm-mm. And then by the end of week two, we had a grand total of 679 pairs of socks and three pairs of gloves that we had raised, and then apparently a new package of socks just came in at your job that yeah, I need to go just pick showed up. up. But, so, it might
1: um, be closer to 300, I mean, 700 now.
0: Yeah, and so, man, that was, uh, man, that was unreal. It
1: was and pretty so cool.
0: It, it was really cool, and so there are a couple things, actually, now that you mention, mention it that I have coming through the, the pipeline. I've partnered up with my brother, Kev Keys at Crown Mortgage, and he and I are going to be hosting a uh, first-time homebuyer seminar And we're targeting April 18th, but that still is tentative. We're going to have more to come in regards to that. And for sure, we'll get that word out and make sure you get a chance to check out our friends at Crown Mortgage. But uh, beyond that, there are more charitable drives and endeavors that I'm trying to brainstorm right now because I'm trying to do. You know, one every quarter, you know.
1: Can I also say, um, for all of those that are listening that are out of state, that might be considering uh, relocating or moving or downsizing or upsizing their homes, um, just because... I don't know if a lot of people know this, but just because you're out of state doesn't mean that you can't also help them with their real estate needs. So if they need a real estate agent, um, you work with a lot of different people in different states and could absolutely get people references um uh, to fabulous realtors in their area and help them navigate uh, that process in their own state. So if you're out of state, you can also feel free to reach out to Fred because um, he can help you with that as well. And I don't think a lot of people know that. So.
0: And this is why we are such a good team. We
1: are such a good team. Thank,
0: thank you, welcome. <laughs> and thank you guys for listening. Uh, your continued support on SoundCloud and iTunes. Please don't forget to like, rate, subscribe, and comment. And actually, we have a guest coming up here in the very near future, a good friend of mine that I can't wait to have her on to tell her story. And, you know, be on the lookout for that next week. Back, back, I promise, guys. I'm going to get us back on that Thursday night train that we had been on previously. But as always, have a great rest of your week. Be good to one another. Take care. Peace. I dream, I (laughs) sell.